Hey everybody, welcome again to F This Movie, the official podcast of FThisMovie.com. Movie love for movie lovers. My name is Patrick Bromley, and I'm super excited for this week's show <laughs> because I'm joined by just about everyone because it's our annual F This Movie Fest wrap-up show. So I am joined by my wife, Erica Bromley. Hi. JB. Hello. Rob DiCristino. Adam Risky. Hello. Rosalie Lewis. Hey, guys. Robin Buckley. Hi. Mike Pomero. Hey, everybody. Eric Asperschlager. Hello. Mark on. Uh, good morning. And Jan <laughs> Bottolari. Hi, everybody. <laughs> it's the we're, wrecking we're crew. You. Uh, Adam Thaws is sleeping because he is medicated and oh. Doug could not be with us uh and that's everybody right i think yeah so we we miss <laughs> you adam Thaz and doug we're going to soldier on without you uh another successful f this movie fest Woo! is behind us <laughs> this year celebrating the films of 1988 uh we just got done watching beetlejuice willow who framed roger rabbit action jackson they live and die hard as part of f this movie fest 2021 so we're going to talk about those movies a little bit talk about the fest and then we'll get out of your hair because it's late and we've been up watching movies all day uh this is the first year that a we haven't gone live afterwards i believe right yeah i think so um just because i wasn't able to figure out how to broadcast a zoom live which brings me to my second point this is the first year that we've been separated for f this movie fest it hurts, uh, in man. years past we have congregated at f this movie central people have come from out of state to hang out in our basement for f this movie fest and this year because of the pandemic we are doing f this movie fest the way just about everybody else has done f this movie fest <laughs> since its inception which is uh, remotely at home over twitter which is really how it was, you know, how you designed it in the beginning. The whole point, be exactly. right? The whole point was <laughs> this is not a regular gathering of our, you know, friends that we know in real life in our home or in someone's home or in a theater, right? It was how can we connect with movie lovers from across? We didn't think it would be across the world. We just thought it might be like a few people who listened to this movie and then it really grew and grew. But yeah, that's what you kind of planned it for. And then this year, especially, it works out. <laughs> And we Jan and I even did it. She was in our family room and I was in a shed in the backyard. <laughs> a That's little because dark, you were naughty. A little dark shed doing F this movie fest on my phone. The naughty shed. <laughs> <laughs> um, so let's talk about uh, the fest. Let's talk about highlights. First of all, who wants to go first with the highlight movie of the fest? It was tough to gauge this year because like, I think we always can kind of vibe what the movie of the fest was from us being in the room together. So it seemed like everything kind of played almost equally as good over Twitter, but that might've been just my impression. No, I agree. I felt that same, like everything had the same amount of excitement. Um, people who love these films forever, people who were new to them, it seemed pretty even. Although maybe just because it was last, I don't know, Die Hard seemed to be mm -hmm. a huge, huge, an extra huge hit. I don't know. There also seemed to be an even mix of movies that people are very familiar with, 
someone was bragging during Die Hard that they knew the movie so well that they were tweeting along with us and not even watching the movie. So <laughs> Die Hard and Beetlejuice are like old favorites that everyone knows. And then there were other people who had never seen Action Jackson or had never seen Willow or had never seen... Um, they Live. Roger Rabbit and or that they hadn't seen it in 20 years and they were constantly being reminded of of how great those movies were if i had to pick one though i'd say it was action jackson yeah, that the level of the level of sort of excitement and discovery and delight was highest for action jackson but was that the movie or where we were in the day I think it's a mix of where we were in the day and also the tonal shift from, because like when you look at like, <laughs> I, cause I felt it too. Like you, you look at, look at Beetlejuice, you look at Willow, you look at Roger. Cause I was going to say it was Roger Rabbit. Cause I thought the diversity of like experience with Roger Rabbit and the diversity of reaction and like just the movie itself is just this like wonderful little masterpiece. But like when we shifted to action Jackson and it was just that beginning of just the, the glass breaking and just the mayhem starting, it was kind of like, you remember like, oh, schlock, right? We love schlock here. This is what we do. Like, like, we just watch these three wonderful sort of fantasy, you know, cartoony, funny sort of horror movies. And then like Action Jackson and we're all just like, woo! <laughs> we went from Porky Pig to Ed o. Ross falling out of a building on fire in like 30 minutes or less. Exactly. <laughs> from Roger Rabbit to Action Jackson, it's lobster to... Yeah. Skittles. Yeah, I was gonna say a, a Big Mac or something like that. Mm-hmm. Again, that's not that's not an accident in terms of where the movies fall. You know, in terms of Action Jackson being fourth, that was kind of by design, not necessarily as a follow up to Roger Rabbit in terms of it being a contrast, but in terms of wanting people to discover it at the exact moment that they're sort of primed for the day and before they've tapered off into like a pizza coma. <laughs> or they were worn down by five or six movies. Um, obviously, I didn't want to put it last, so fourth seemed like the prime spot for Action Jackson. Robin, I think I cut you off. Oh, no, I was just going to say that it was a hard veer from kid-appropriate to <laughs> get out of the program. <laughs> you, know you know what warms my black little heart? And a whole bunch of you did this, and I tweeted that I missed Doug chortling Oh yeah. The minute there's nudity, <laughs> everyone loses it. And so we see what type of person F this movie attracts. Well, he's just movie about- lovers and booby lovers. We, we are our- about in our house. We the are minute in our- there's nudity here at home. <laughs> everybody just our- loses it. We are in our 30s, 40s, 50s, almost 60s. And the minute there's a boob. <laughs> I Mark, love Mark's Mark tweet. on is tweeting parentheses period parentheses parentheses period parentheses oh um Robin tweeted I say softly under my breath oh boobs <laughs> yeah I, I was alone I was alone in my apartment and when they showed Sharon Stone deceased but naked I was just like Risky don't dig on crisis nudes. I just <laughs> <say that much. laughs>
So when I did the quiet O oh, boobs, Dave was like on the couch next to me and just burst out laughing because he was not. <laughs> and I, be- I, I believe Erica uh, tweeted hello <laughs> I, multiple times today. <laughs> I also like, yeah. had ahead, texted Heather. one of my friends who she was not joining in, but I said these movies keep having unexpected boobs in them, and she goes. People pretty much always expect boobs in the movies. It's the opposite of the Spanish Inquisition. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know if anyone saw the tweet from friend of the site, um, Morgan Rankin, who tweeted vanities. Whoa, (laughs) that's pretty good. Missed that. It was so funny. We laughed out loud. (laughs) As some of us us observed, the breathless Mahoney of this year. (laughs) (laughs) And I had not seen Action Jackson in forever. I think maybe I saw it opening night and never again. That today might have been the second time I've ever seen it. When he drives the car up the stairs, <laughs> it is a quantum leap. It is throwing down the gauntlet to every other 80s action film and saying, there, <laughs> beat that. Are you saying it's a step up for the genre? i gotta say we had a lot of uh newbies this year i i, I noticed in particular a ton, of, yeah. a ton of people saying you know that was their first at this movie fest um so our reputation precedes us it was it was well, really fun yeah I was, I was really excited to see that and they were everybody who was new and and some people i had like seen on twitter or heard of on twitter and others not at all and they all seemed so genuinely to like get it right. Like, Oh, this is fun. We're all loving these movies. It's, it's just casual, relaxed, you know, it sounds so cheesy. Keep saying it, but like movie love like that, they just got it. And so, yeah, they were really nice on Twitter. Yeah. Imagine that. I thought it was really cool. How many people were tweeting where they were from in response to your question, Erica. And it was literally worldwide. Like I just was amazed. It was awesome. I want to make a map. Who's good at that? We'll have to figure well, out. Like, end, there's you guys the from Western Schaumburg, <laughs> then there's us in Eastern Schaumburg. <laughs> yeah, but you guys are fact, across Roselle Road, and we don't see eye to eye. <laughs> the Hatfield and McCoys. At the Too end far. of the fest, um, Louis Vilgen and Miko Vanica both tweeted pictures of Dawn coming up in Cape Town and... Um, Finland. It was awesome. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they were up all night. They are uh, hardcore. That's where Helsinki is. <laughs> you know, the infamous Helsinki syndrome? Mm-hmm. Exactly. Uh, Mike, what was the highlight for you? The highlight, I mean, there were a number of them, but the we let our 12-year-old stay up to watch Die Hard, <gasps> and she... Uh, I think she just wanted to do it because we let her stay up. Um, but she tends to, I think I've talked about it before on the podcast. She, she, she's a very jittery movie watcher. Like she's always, her palms are sweaty. She doesn't like when things get put together as she puts it. Um, so like when, when, uh, Hans Gruber says, or should I call you Mr. McLean? I think I tweeted this out. She gasped, like she was freaking out throughout Die Hard in the best way. And it's been a minute since I've seen Die Hard with someone who's never seen it. Um, so that, I mean, like all the movies have their, had their own highlights, but that was particularly fun for me 
just experiencing Die Hard through her was, yeah, was was a blast. She loved it, but was on edge the entire time. That's Mike, awesome. I love when yeah. you uh, tweeted your They Live poster. Oh, sure. That was great. And the, the story yeah, about it was, Roddy yeah. Piper was really funny, too. Yeah, yeah, because uh, Carpenter just sort of scribbled his... I, I have my They Live poster signed by Piper and Meg Foster and Keith David and Carpenter. And Carpenter just sort of scribbled his signature, and I'd gotten that months before. So when Piper saw it, he said, Jesus Christ, John, put a little effort into it. <laughs> yeah. Where did you get Keith David's autograph? Uh, it was in Days of the Dead. Oh, wow. And and I actually thought for a second I might lose my life because he, <laughs> I had just, this was like two weeks after I had seen Cloud Atlas. So I, when, as you signed in the poster, I said, hey, I just wanted you to know, I um, saw Cloud Atlas recently and I really loved it. And he stopped signing, slammed his right hand on the table. And I thought, oh God. And then he stuck his right hand out to shake it. And he said, thank you so much for saying that. But for that brief moment, yeah. Keith David slamming his hand on the table. I was like, oh, <laughs> shit. <laughs> but, uh, yeah. Rosalie, how about you? What was the high point for you? So I loved seeing Action Jackson for the first time. Um, that's the one that was my most anticipated, and it did not disappoint. Super fun. Um, I was wishing that I was in the Bromley basement so that we could all be cheering for all the broken glass and all the crazy things that were happening, the great one-liners. Um, but it was also really fun to revisit some of my own favorites like Beetlejuice and like Die Hard, like perfect bookends um, for the fest because everybody knows them so well, or at least most of the people here, I think, do. So just everybody quoting them together and knowing what's coming and sharing all the gifts and you know, it's for me, that's what the fest is all about. So that was really fun. I loved it. Someone had the greatest tweet about Beetlejuice. And obviously I think I know these movies backwards and forwards. And in some cases I do, but in some cases I don't. And there's always another pair of eyes. Someone tweeted when Jeffrey Jones is trying to relax in his little woodsy study and he opens that magazine the blow-in subscription card falls in his lap. And someone said, what an odd detail, because anyone who read a magazine in the 80s or 90s remembers those damn blowing cards right, and what right. a pain in the ass they were. But then someone said, the reason that's in the movie is to set up when um, Alec Baldwin and um, Gina Davis opened the book of the, of the dead, the book for the recently deceased, and Beetlejuice's ad falls out that that's why that's there. And I thought, well, that makes a lot of sense because why else? I thought that was really great. Part of the reason I enjoy the fest so much is because kind of like what you just said, JB, about watching the movie with a new set of eyes, because I've seen Beetlejuice countless times. We just saw it this last summer at the drive-in with our kids. Um, I kind of know it back and forth. And I think I've taken Beetlejuice for granted for a long time, because as I watched it today, I was like, holy shit, look at how creative and inventive this movie is. Look at what a unicorn this movie mm -hmm. is and how we haven't gotten anything like it since 1988, that movies like Beetlejuice just don't 
it, we're so far from them not existing. I don't even know what the expression should be, but it's it's such an amazing little special creation that I just always was like, yeah, that's Beetlejuice. Oh yeah, that's Tim Burton. That's what Tim Burton does. Yeah, he made Beetlejuice and then he made these other movies too. Um, without really appreciating all the the stuff that Beetlejuice does so incredibly well. Someone else pointed out that, you know, we're supposed to like the way the farmhouse looks because uh, Alec Baldwin and Gina Davis decorated it or didn't decorate it. And we're supposed to think that Catherine O'Hara is this crazy woman with pretensions of art because she wants to change the whole house. But as the film goes along, people were tweeting, one, that they really kind of liked the way Catherine O'Hara was redoing parts of the house, especially that deck, that open deck with the <laughs> side of the house thing is so cool. And people were tweeting, I would sit out there. I would, I would find that fun. But then someone else pointed out that Catherine O'Hara and Otho's design aesthetic for the house looked a lot like everything we see of the afterlife in Sylvia Sidney's office. And I thought that was fascinating too. Just the fact that like, you know, there's the scene, like the scene where they're digging up, you know, and, and, and you realize that it's a, it's a large full size set made to look like a miniature model. <laughs> like, it's like, it's, this is a big place made to look exactly. like a little place. And you're just like the amount of time, you know, or like, or I was even marveling at like the cans and on when, 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 uh, Rowdy Rowdy Piper goes into the, the store and they live and there's all the cans that are marked, you know, consume and all that. Just the fact that there was an art, you know, an art deck person who just had to sit there and actually like make those, you know, it, there was no, you can just wipe it with CGI. Not to say that CGI isn't complex or artistry or anything like that, but like mm. somebody had to sit and make all those and put them, stack them and they had to do multiple takes and all that. You're just like, during during that scene in beetlejuice where they're digging yeah someone tweeted what are they trying to do dig down to the table (laughs) i think that's why beetlejuice was kind of a was one of the highlights for me and it wasn't just seeing it in 4k and maybe it was (laughs) <laughs> yeah, <laughs> maybe it was partly that it was the first movie of the fest and I'd been looking forward to the fest for so long and just, you know, it was finally here. But I think it's really more 1988, just the attention to detail and the practical effects and just the muscles. The, yeah, yeah, the muscles. Yeah, the muscles. Just the practical effects and the 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 performers and the way, the way, like, I mean, Gina Davis, she's just great in that movie. And she's in, she was in tons of different kinds of movies in the eighties. So, I mean, I think all of that kind of balls together to go exactly what Patrick was saying. It's just a kind of creativity and an attention to detail that, that, I don't know, maybe I just don't notice it in movies more recently because I haven't seen them 20 times. But for instance, there was a point in Roger Rabbit where uh, the the weasel uh, slaps the dishwater as he's walking away from um, Eddie Valiant holding Roger under the water. Completely, he didn't have to do that, right? Mm-hmm. He did. They could have just skipped that half of a second, but they didn't skip it. 
they came up with a practical effect for making that water splash and they put it in the movie. Imagine, and, like, imagine like having to do Roger Rabbit today and it's like all previs. You know what I mean? Like it's all like, Exactly. Yeah. It just wouldn't be the same. Yeah. I used to show that scene in class to illustrate a point during the comedy unit. And so weasels are dicks. I, <laughs> I saw it. There were, there were years where I saw it eight times a year for like 20 years. So I've got it wood burned in my brain and I still love we got a reliable tip value and it was corrugated by several others. <laughs> I also think this, there is something about the fest and, and you know this year was a, a, a very introspective year I think for all of us because we're you, you know we're, we're not used to doing it alone um, and, and, and you're watching the movies and you're watching them and they, they're movies that you're familiar with one, this process exposes you to the way that peop- other, people th- other people around you think about movies because everybody's live tweeting their thoughts in real time. So movie, you know, like Adam and I were just talking about this in a column the other day, like movie watching is such a personal thing. Even though there are things about it we all share, we all have these like personal entry points to the movies that we love. And when you're watching them with a huge, massive group of people, you're seeing their entry points and you're seeing their like points of view, but you're also watching them to like riff on them because we're all, we're all like in a rush to tweet and like, we're all like finding gifts and like doing our best to like, you know, and that is sort of more of, you know, that active watching process where you're sort of, you're, you're being, you're almost like being more analytical because you're trying to keep up with the movie and with the conversation about the movie. So this like intensely personal thing becomes very public and then also becomes very personal again, because you're like reevaluating your perspective on it. I think it's what makes what makes watching almost any movie in this context really interesting. Like I, I not that I think there's been a, like a movie I've disliked in FS movie fest, but I keep thinking like, what if it was just something that was completely boring? What if it was just like, just something that just had no, you know, would we find something in like green book that we really like, you know what I mean? Could we do that? And like, and like really just like break it down and really accepted. That one year, Patrick's going to throw caution to the wind and the cornerstone of a future at this movie fest will be Michelangelo Antonioni's La Ventura. (laughs) I would love to tweet about that movie with people from all over the world until, of course, we were all asleep. Yeah. <laughs> there is a little element of, for me personally, even though I'm picking stuff that's like pretty well vetted and pretty like time tested, people like these movies. I'm not taking big risks ever. Um, there were like two this year that were a little bit riskier, which I'll get to in just a second. But there is a little element as the movies are playing of like, where it feels a little bit like people are reading your diary. Cause you're just like, well, how's this playing? What are they thinking? How's everybody feeling? Is everybody liking this? Did I make the right choice? Did I make the right call? Did I fuck up? Um, so I'm, I'm on edge on these days, you know, as much as I'm enjoying myself, there's a little bit of like, you're the host and you want to make sure everybody's having a good time uh, with the party that you're throwing and you're worried that you made the wrong choices. Um one of those movies this year obviously was action Jackson, just cause I knew a lot of people hadn't seen it. The other one was Willow because I hadn't revisited Willow in at least 20 years. Like Willow was a movie I saw a couple times as a kid and haven't seen since uh, I knew it was beloved. And I was like, well, we don't get to show much fantasy during F this movie fest. Here's a chance to show a fantasy movie. Um, so I threw Willow in there 
So how did Willow play for you guys? Great. <laughs> yeah, we played well. All right, let's move on. <laughs> no, I, I think well, I'm, sorry, go ahead. No, I was gonna say I, I think going going back one more step, I'm impressed in these in these past. I would sort of expect that watching a movie, especially one I hadn't seen before, like Action Jackson, while I'm trying to tweet about the movie and reading other people's tweets about a movie, that I would just lose the thread of the movie and like it would just kind of flow by and I would be like, oh, did I watch that movie? I'm not sure what happened, but I, I don't think I've ever felt like a movie that I've watched during at this movie fest has completely passed me by for the process of tweeting about it. And I don't know how or why that is because it shouldn't work that way, but somehow it does, you know what I mean? And maybe it's because you can choose how much you want to tweet or not tweet. And when you get into watching something, you just watch it and you just let it go. Um, but I don't know. It works. Yeah, I think you're right. Yeah, I think watching Willow um, during F This Movie Fest enhanced it for me, for sure, just because it was fun to see what other people were picking up on and, you know, getting into observing. Um, Because I'd seen parts of it before, but I don't think I'd ever actually watched the whole thing through. So just getting to appreciate little things and, oh, the connections between this one and Beetlejuice or this one and the next one, it was super fun. So I'm glad you programmed it. I know some people pile on about Kevin Pollack and Rick Overton, <laughs> but I was fascinated because the nature of their special effect was they had to be filmed separately somewhere in a studio, obviously. And I kept trying to figure out how much of that was scripted and how much they were allowed to ad lib. It seems to me there's some ad lib in there, I think. Probably a little bit more room to move just because they're not playing off particular rhythms of the other actors, you know. Go ahead, Robin, jump in. Come on. You know, you want to. <laughs> I know. I was going to say that Willow is my highlight of the fest. Oh, nice. Um, I loved that movie as a kid, but haven't seen it since I was a kid. So I had basically no recollection of it. Um, but I find that the second movie, I think, always plays well for me because I'm like in the zone in terms mm-hmm. of jokes. <laughs> the brownies gave me something to hate. And if I have something <laughs> to hate in a movie, it's even better. So our, like historically and traditionally, because I'm not familiar with Willow at all, though I saw it originally when it came out, are the brownies in Willow the Jar Jar Binks? Yes. To people who love Willow? Yes. Okay. Yeah. Uh, I, I, Willow's was the one I was looking forward to the most. And I saw it at the patio theater, like just this random screening, like one afternoon, like five or six years ago. And that was my screening, like you had, Patrick, where it was like 20 years had passed since I'd seen it. And it played like crazy well. And it was like a theater full of kids. And everything and it just like really elevated the movie and this was very similar in experience this time like I think that movie's just you almost take it for granted because it's like this late fantasy period 80s movie or like it's a Ron Howard movie and of course he's had like a real kind of hit and miss career but then like when you sit down and watch it it's just so you know, it's like the the Rocketeer or Robin Hood where it's just like that adventurous spirit. It just like is intoxicating, especially when you compare it to 
like boss level or coming to America or something <laughs> that you watch now. Like the whole ap- the whole afternoon and the whole evening, these movies felt like chicken soup just for the fact that they were like shot on film. And like even though I'm not watching them on film, they look like real movies. They don't look like Fox TV pilots or like <laughs> something like tacky. Like even good current movies do. They just don't look like they don't have that tactile love feeling to them so or warmth so i don't I, I, yeah willow was a great choice so thank you for programming mm-hmm. yeah well, I, I, really... I agree because i think part of it is the genius of focusing on one year for mm-hmm. this movie fest so that that vibe sort of becomes the through line and all those 80s elements like young val kilmer and the president the presence of Warwick Davis, all those 80s vibes kind of elevate a movie that some people might not have chosen to watch, right? Because I, I thought it was super fun. Yeah. Or it's sort of like a time machine back to a specific year, even if it's just kind of a snapshot of it, because you get movies that are just from that year. So we're all we're all transported back to the magical time of 1988 somehow. <laughs> <laughs> I think what, what Adam was just saying is really, really true. If you look at almost any movie or TV show that was made at Universal during like a six or seven year span in the 70s, they all have this flat, ugly lighting from Earthquake to Columbo episodes. It was like the house style and it's Mm -hmm. ugly, ugly, ugly because not only was it shot and lit unimaginatively, the color palette back then tended to beige and brown. And so you're looking at something completely undistinguished. And then you look at the six movies that we watch today and they all have a look because there was a cinematographer who knew what they were doing. I mean, look at Jan DeBont on Die Hard that these are experts at their craft and it was shot on film and they do look beautiful. But if you look at all the stuff that's come out during the pandemic year, it's, it's soup. It's, I defy you to tell one thing from another because it's not dull and flat like seventies universal, but we just, we have to come up with other adjectives to describe the ugliness of what we get now and the sameness of what we get now. Also, if you look at the six movies we watch too, like if you take consider the point in the careers of all of the filmmakers who made them, they were on their upswing or they were in their prime. And it was like these movies were like, they were core movies for these filmmakers filmographies, you know, like Burton was early in his career McTiernan was knew what he was doing at that point. Howard had been directing for a while. Zemeckis had been directing for a while. And it was like these like home run swings each time out. And, and Action a- Jackson was a happy accident. <laughs> well, <wasn't laughs> that, that was um that was Baxley's was first person making his directorial debut, right? Yeah. So I'm just I'm there. just making a bad joke. Action Jackson looked fine, especially when he drives the car up the steps. We look fine, all right. Oh yeah! <laughs> one of my oh, favorite, uh, one of my favorite running jokes of the day <laughs> was uh, the 
plays on action jackson's name like reaction jackson fraction jackson <laughs> and traction jackson and, <laughs> i mean it was they were very very clever and very funny rob was that the one that you said skip it at your own peril no that was about willow okay <laughs> yeah good thing no no good jokes came out of willow i was wrong yeah i was i was because <laughs> well, i saw a lot of people being like okay i'm gonna tap out for willow i'm like must keep them here. Must keep them here. <laughs> <laughs> that one movie that like it, it, either it's like the one that ever like th- there does seem to be one movie every year where people are like okay I'm gonna like take a break during this one and it's like no <laughs> I know well and I never <laughs> know what they mean time. like take a break from watching or just take a break from tweeting I always figure like if you have to do something yeah. else like just keep it playing in the background stick with right. us come back you know but. Mm-hmm. One we understand big, that not everybody can, can commit their entire day to this. Right. Like we, we One big fan of the site who will not be named had to go shopping during one of the movies. And the person in question tweeted, I'm going shopping. I'll be back. <laughs> yeah. Got to do it when you got to do it. Got to. Yeah. <laughs> oh, Mark on is drinking. Mark on. What are you drinking? He's been driven to drink. Uh, it's water. Oh, <laughs> sorry to disappoint everybody. Um, I want to get back to what JB had said about um, just how everything looks the same. I think I, I was thinking about also just how it, like everything has this like everything now, especially for streaming movies on Netflix, has this like oversaturated, like super bright kind of like sheen or patina of like oh that's like a movie from 2019 because you can just tell by looking at it um so i kind of like you know what other people are saying that all these films look so different um and i think it's also kind of related to i think a lot of like i was just texting some of my other friends just about what was happening today and i'm like oh hey you should jump on you know that sort of thing and it was like right around the time that willow was playing and then so many of them, and they're not all like super young, you know, like I'm not a super young person. So my friends are also not super young, but they, they like hadn't heard of Willow even. They're like, Willow, what's that one? I'm like, really? Like you're in your thirties. You don't know what Willow is. Okay. Well, I, you know, I guess that would make sense. And so I was super excited for that one. Just that I think for that one and for Action Jackson, there was just so many people who were like, I've never seen this before. So I was like super excited for them. Um, I feel like Willow plays a little bit not better but just like might appeal more to like a universal audience i feel like action jackson is like very much in like the f this movie wheelhouse (laughs) um whereas willow i think is like a little bit more universally appealing so right yeah and also val kilmer's chest hair i was trying to explain to my high school friends (laughs) and by that i mean people i went to high school with not friends of mine who are still in high school okay. weird i was weird. explaining to them what f this movie fest was because i said if you want to participate i will send you a fun pack and every one of them was trying to be nice and sweet and polite but they were like questioning my sanity <laughs> they were like wait explain this to us again and i would explain it to them again and they were like no yeah it's no <laughs> i i've gotten like sincere like why would i want to do that like from people like well, yeah everybody like, has as as one of my neighbors said today because i made a joke like oh i know i'm crazy and she said no you it's just your thing and everyone has their thing and i was like yes thank you for understanding right like someone someday will that i know will run a marathon and i will cheer for them and support them 
I will not run it with them. You know what I mean? Like I can't run it with them, but I will show up and cheer for them. But um, Erica, this year yeah. especially, what is the other thing? It's a I know. pandemic <laughs> that every single person is doing some variation of what we're doing. Right. Why not do it with us? Yeah, well, and and maybe that's why we did have a lot of new people tweeting along with us this year. Maybe the pandemic had something to do with that. I don't know. Um, Except but for the I was, grocery store people. <laughs> <laughs> I was really excited that a lot of um, a lot of our like friends and neighbors, you know, our kids are at this age now where our kids, obviously, our kid, Charlie and Rosie have always been in the basement for the kid friendly movies. And then usually we had to have a, like my mom would come over to babysit them upstairs. Right. But this year they're old enough to like kind of entertain themselves so they could go upstairs and just be on their own. And they were cool. And they'd like come down and say hi to us or check on us. But really they were fine. Like check on us. <laughs> Are you guys okay down there? <laughs> Are you guys okay? Do you need something? You know, they're okay. And this, and again, coming sort of out of this, you know, we're still in it like pandemic year that they can entertain themselves. So I think depending on the ages of your kids, like, what you can do. And then now not being able to have a babysitter, but we were so thankful. A bunch of our friends and neighbors were able to experience it with their kids. And, you know, here's something that I brought up that I thought was really neat. Like, cause our kids were excited. Like, Oh, our friends are going to be watching these movies too. Like just that idea that they could talk later to Gianna and Brian and Eileen and Connor and, you know, Bryn and all their siblings, like, oh, we can talk to our friends because these are all grade school kids, like six and under, you know, sixth grade and under that they can have that connection. And I thought about how important that is. Like we have to, we have to do that with our kids because otherwise they're going to grow up and, you know, watching movies in any way really is not the thing that young kids go to automatically anymore. They go to YouTube, they go to TikTok, they go to, you know, and so we as parents kind of have to introduce them. And if it's some family, like for us, it's every weekend, right? But for some families, maybe it's not as much or maybe it's one day a year, but I just thought how cool that like our kids and their neighbor friends now have these references together remember Beetlejuice right they weren't in the same room but they watched it remember Beetlejuice remember this thing in Willow that was funny and already they were like on messenger kids and kind of talking to each other and as we put the kids to bed today Rosie said something about how Mia watched Roger Rabbit wasn't there something Mia watched Roger Rabbit too like that excitement like a connection right um so I just think that's really I don't know fun for young kids and it's really the parents that have to like kind of force them to experience these things. Otherwise, I don't know. I fear that today's kids are more likely to just be on YouTube and things. Not that there's, I'm not judging that. I'm just saying like, you, we like to spread the, the experience. Everything I'm in moderation, right? Longer narratives to having kids get acquainted with longer narratives. Oh, right. That's the whole point of art is to be a, a form of connection and a cultural and social touchstone for people right? right and building empathy i mean it's it's also yeah. important but i feel like it's more and more on on parents to try to like really 100 introduce that and right what did charlie and rosie think of the first three movies they watched they liked them yeah they i mean they'd seen beetlejuice they love beetlejuice rosie was beetlejuice for halloween last year um and they had just seen who framed roger rabbit because yeah. we showed them that a couple months ago um, Rosie was, did she fall asleep during Willow? I think so. <laughs> but Charlie seemed into it. Right. He, he laid there and watched the whole thing. Right. And Charlie's really into recognizing actors. I mean, he does this all the time, yeah. watching TV or movies, and he he has a good mind for it. I wonder where he got it from. He's his father. 
what he really remembers and makes connections. And yeah, they were excited, you know, and all the neighbor friends, again, noticing like the mom from Stranger Things was in Beetlejuice and Rosie right away, the mom from Home Alone. (laughs) (laughs) She Um, could work for BuzzFeed now based on. (laughs) (laughs) Our fingers are crossed. (laughs) Um, Let me ask you guys this, because I started to write this tweet probably three separate times and then deleted it every time because i was like (laughs) i don't i don't get that Um, i wanted to ask what you guys think of adding the sixth movie because this is now the third year i think where we've had a sixth movie it used to be just five and i wanted to put it out there and say hey does everybody like having the sixth movie or is it too much and then I was like, no, I'm deleting this because if it comes back, like, it's too much. I, I wish we didn't have six movies. I would be <laughs> yeah, very upset. Then you're, you're not going to want to change it back to five just because they don't like six. Keep it at six. <laughs> yeah, I so it. I would delete the tweet and be like, well, don't ask for feedback that you don't actually want, right? So I'll ask you guys. <laughs> exactly. so I don't feel like it's too much. Wait, Mike, say that again. I thought it was just right. I did not feel like it was too much. Okay. Yeah, I definitely remember years of uh, years when there were five movies finishing and feel like, oh, there should be one more. I don't know that, that that means there should be six or just means the fest is that much fun. But <laughs> I think six feels just as good as five, if not better. There were seven that might be, it might be a little much because then we'd have to start like really early in the morning or go to like two o'clock in the morning. And I, I couldn't do that. You know, and the so very seven was a lot more like- what was that mike i was just gonna say since we only do this like once a year like this is a this is the our super bowl day like why not make it as big as possible especially right. someone who travels like for me like to come out there like it's like the more the better you know what i mean like that's yeah. that's you know yeah. i'm committing my whole you know day to it anyway like I'm, I'm i would want more and 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 it really doesn't feel any different it really i mean the one year i came out that we still had five movies it was you were sort of like waiting for <laughs> to noon like it was kind of we were just kind of oh, like, yeah. like okay when's it gonna start when's it gonna start so starting at 10 is like kind of like all right get a jump start on it you know i think having yeah, six think- is better because you're because I think you're also aware of like not having ones that are super, super long, right? Like, I think if you just stuck it to five, then you're tempted to be like, well, I'm going to squeeze in this two and a half hour one, which I think kind of, I don't know, I just that they're all kind of like, you know, they're pacey. And so I think, you know, that's, that's just the better move, I think. Yeah, you know, the the very first year that he added the sixth, I think I was a little nervous, worried, like, oh, is this going to be too much for people? Are they going to be too tired? Right. Cause we're, we're always too tired. Um, and now I can't imagine it being any shorter. Like it just feels, it feels perfect. Now it feels absolutely perfect. The amount of so time. What you're saying is it was bad before. Yeah. Right. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> that is so Patrick. <laughs> I'm kidding. I know. Um, I think the, the length and the cadence, both the fact that it starts like at a good yeah. time in the morning, it ends at a good time at night, and then you have enough time between the movies. I think there may have been a point when there was a shorter turnaround between movies, and I was kind of rushing a little more. Like even yes. now, I'm like, I don't need a half an hour between movies. And I'm like, oh, I, need, I definitely need a half an hour between movies. I, so uh, it's good. I think it's great. I yeah. fully was upstairs before Roger Rabbit started thinking 
truly, oh gosh, we have like 15 <laughs> more minutes. And then I said something and the kid, they were all down here. They're like, we started 10 minutes ago. <laughs> what? <laughs> so yeah, even I do appreciate the longer time in between, but it still goes by so quickly. I can't. It does. I don't it absolutely know does. what we're doing. <laughs> and I don't know, oh, maybe some people think that the, I think some people might be daunted at the thought of sitting and watching six movies in a row. But that just means they haven't tried it because it's awesome. And I would do it, <laughs> I would do it every weekend, I think, if I could. Well, and I, I do. I mean, I always want to remind people, too, like, it's OK because people have asked me, like, is it OK if I'm only there for three of the movies? Of course. Like, sometimes people can only hop in for one. Like, what, anything is OK. Like, that's what's nice about the six, yeah. too, is that it's another opportunity, right? Like a late night. Somebody's working all day. They can come at night or what, vice versa. But, um, yeah, I, it was, I had a couple questions. Point. Yeah. <laughs> well, and then there, this year it was very clearly like kid friendly, not kid friendly. Exactly. So that helped. Yeah. Do we have questions? Yeah. We got one question about favorite snacks. Ooh. Did anybody have a favorite snack that they had today? I'm going to start because I'm going to say no. I missed all of the snacks of the past from our lovely friends here and especially <laughs> Jan's guacamole, which at one point I felt like a pain inside my soul I and I wasn't eating the no it's okay but I got it over just for you every Patrick bought us awesome snacks but it still the table you know we bought less of them right so we didn't we weren't gonna have all these people so every time I looked at the snack table I was sad then I looked at the snack table very early on and most of them were gone because Rosie had them in like a blanket <laughs> on the floor so <laughs> But um, classic pretzels and M&M's, the um, Patrick ratio, that was a good one. <laughs> Popcorn, pizza, of course. What about you guys? Jan and I had originally planned to have the shrimp cocktail when they have it in Beetlejuice. But as it turns out, that's about 11 o'clock in the morning. <laughs> and we just... We shrimp just o'clock. <laughs> <laughs> What? No, it works in Vegas when you've been up all night. But, um, <laughs> but later we tweeted when we actually ate it. And that was just transcendent. That was a religious experience. And F this movie fest with a shrimp cocktail and Jan bought some shrimp. Oh, my Lord. This was something. I thought about driving over on a break and just getting something from your front porch. Like, Jan, just put it out on the porch and I'll drive over. I'll grab it. I'll be back in time. But then we'd have to go to your side of town. Cross that road, yeah. You're in the wrong neighborhood. The wrong side of the tracks. (laughs) Okay, other favorite snacks? I love the Twinkies. I I ate all of them. I didn't give Nas any. I ate all of them. Good for yeah, you. that was my answer too. It might not be good Sweeties. for you, but I maintain they're very tasty. It's a very tasty little sweet snack. Yeah, it's been a very long time since I've had a Twinkie, and I I enjoyed it. I've never had a Zagnut, and I'm I'm a big fan of coconut, so I I found that enjoyable as well. I didn't I, I, didn't, I didn't know what a Zagnut was. If you we heard from a, a couple was. people who had never yeah. had a Zagnut. They're good. It's yeah. like a Butterfinger with coconut. That's the way my neighbor Val put it. That's exactly what it is. And I'm um, wondering why the screenwriter or Burton, was it just that they like the word Zagnut? It's a funny Probably. word. Why yeah. was that candy bar chosen? Because nut. 
Because <laughs> David it's Geffen sad. was friends with Mr. Zagnut, and they oh. <laughs> they made a sweetheart deal. Yeah, so candy change, bar, Bill Zagnut hands in there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's all about it's big easy. business. Like that movie from 1980. <laughs> hey. I just rewatched that movie. It's not good. No. Does, it, no. does anybody know? I wondered this. I don't know why it just never popped into my head, but was Beetlejuice originally supposed to be spelled the way it's spelled throughout the entire movie? But there was someone who was like, no, no one will ever be able to figure out how to pronounce that. So we got to do it phonetically. I was I'm wondering that, Eric. Sure. I was I wondering that read something thing. about that. Yeah. And my memory is faulty, but what I remember is exactly what you said. That at some point, someone said, it can't be this. Yeah. Makes sense. It's too bad. But yeah. that, That's one of those words where I look at it and I've never heard anyone say it. And so in my head, I'm like, Betelgeuse? <laughs> yeah. At one point yeah. in the movie, Alec Baldwin has trouble saying it. Library? It's like how people call it die hard and not d hard. It's the it's just, it's just a common mispronunciation. The, the hard the R is better. The hard, yes, the hard. The hard. Somebody on Twitter said, "Is it is it they live or they live?" <laughs> when I was in German class, we had a German poster for Die Hard with a Vengeance, and it was called "Sturb langsam jetzt erst recht," which nice. means "Die slowly awesome. right now." I love it. <laughs> Which is very, yeah, that's pandemic. Yeah. <laughs> that's, that's, that was uh, part of our wedding vows. <laughs> Poetic. Yeah. In like, the original German and everything. There yeah. was a year where, when I was still teaching, that there was a theater downtown that would only show Polish language films. And I had an exchange student in my class from Poland and so every Friday, he entertained us by translating the names of the movies. And he said, you're going to get tired of this because they're all the same. Every film <laughs> has the violence and the sex in the title. And every week it was like, my gun is hard. Oh. <laughs> the blood. That was Willow. Oh, my. <laughs> The blood is shapely. It, every title was basically variations on it. Like, like You're spoiling films. next year's lineup. <laughs> <laughs> when we watched uh, Toy Story in German, they had a preview for an extremely goofy movie. And I remember the voiceover guy was like, Goofy, in a neues Goofy film. <laughs> <laughs> it was amazing. <laughs> Um, one of my favorite snacks that we had at our house was we made little pretzel bites. And um, for anyone who's local who got an actual can of dip, it's nacho cheese. I'm just going to oh. tell you because I, I love pretzels. Oh. I wasn't I was afraid sure. to open it because I didn't want to like commit to the whole can right away. <laughs> we we get best that it was refried beans. So. Good to know. I got my wait. That's it. So mine it's was impressed by the fact that Rob found his own can and wrapped it because he it tweeted did. a picture of it. What can did you use, Rob? It was it was refried beans. Nice, nice. <laughs> I had two can. I had two cans. I was looking at, and that one happened to fit perfectly, so it went right on. For those of you who are far away, uh, mailing a can proved 
prohibitively expensive. Yeah, so, I can imagine. Yeah. Yeah. If it fits, it ships, and the can doesn't fit. I stepped away for a minute, and now I'm back. Did I? <laughs> Were you at the grocery Did I miss America? any talk of? German, I think, German titles. Oh, not at all. <laughs> it's all, it all German talk. Um, I think Miko tweeted out the list of all the. This is our tenth oh, yeah. year. Like, yeah. uh, first of all, I just yeah. want to say that again because it's so exciting that it's our tenth year. La preferida. I can't even. When you first came up, did you think we'd be doing this for ten years? I didn't think I'd be alive for ten more oh, years. Oh my god! So, yeah. <laughs> it's it's all a miracle. Same. Same. Well, he tweeted out the list of all the years, these past 10 years. And I think we have not done 81 or 83. Correct. And we never will. Only <laughs> We may not. <laughs> yeah, I'm still holding out hope for 1939. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not I joking. That's when we know it's the last year. Good luck with that. <laughs> we, we 90, have to pick 94 and 95 have a lot of good ones. Yeah, but we have to pick one great movie year to be like the leaf that's painted on the wall and just having it in the future is what keeps Patrick alive. Oh. To, <laughs> to program that in the future is... Is, is 99 too late? Oh, 99 I would is... say 99 as well, Robin. Yeah. Well, I was going to say when... 2020, but... <laughs> Whenever I talk about this, he Extraction, always... Extraction, the old guard, Hong Frank. <laughs> I, there maybe one day we'll repeat a year, right? Yeah, sure. Because some years, some decades, like just don't lend themselves to this type of event, this type of like vibe to the fest ability to tweet, right? So yeah, I don't know. Yeah, it should have another ten years between the eighties and the nineties, though, right? Uh, yeah. <laughs> I'm just I'm, I, I don't math I don't, I, I'm not good at math but <laughs> yeah there's some years even something like 99 which is a great movie year but when I've looked at it before it's like they're not quite the right kinds of movies to tweet through you know the 80s and the early 90s really lend themselves to this kind of event and I know everybody has ideas about what they think will work but I've been doing okay so far. For sure. Uh, yeah. So we'll see. I have no idea what the next few will be. Well, looking at that list, so I this is only my second year doing F this movie fest. Yay. So <laughs> it was so fun to do it again. Um, but looking at the list, I was like, I kind of want to recreate these myself. Like I want to <laughs> go back and do them. I mean, I have a lot of weekends ahead of me with nothing to do. Probably. <laughs> so I might as well, right? Can you backdate? Like, can you change? People talk about changing the date on their phone to be ahead. I don't know how to do this yet. Yeah. Can you put it in the past and just tweet on that date? I should. <laughs> in the past. I also I understand there's a guy crossing. in the area with the DeLorean. So, you know, we, uh, that. When I, look at, when I looked at Miko's list, it was very, very strange because my memory is that the Demolition Man year was recent. It no. wasn't. No, like four or five. I, years I didn't write a song about it, so it can't be that recent. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that, that There's I still time, Eric. There's weird. still time. I know. Seeing it oh written God. down on paper like that—that's not the way I remember them. 
We can say now, Robin, uh, Rob and I had a prop bet of what year it would be. And then we all guessed a lineup based on the year that we picked. And Robin <gasps> was correct with 1988. Woo, Robin! Oh, oh my God. Nice. Wait, tell us, tell us all the details. I want to hear everything. <laughs> it was just over DMs on Twitter. So we, <laughs> we had like a bet for, I think, like five bucks. So next time. We see Robin, we owe her five bucks. Yeah, we owe her some money. Um, yeah, I went with 88, and I forgot it was six movies, so I chose five, and I said you would play Beetlejuice, They Live, Die Hard, um, Who Framed Roger Rabbit, and then I forgot it was not the first one, and I said Short Circuit, but it was actually Short Circuit 2 that came out in 88. Mm. Right. So I was missing Action Jackson, and I was missing Willow. <laughs> That's wow. really though. good, though. That's like dead on. That's yeah. really good. Yeah, I do do that thing sometimes where, like, occasionally the year will slip through the through the grapevine, or a potential year will slip through the grapevine, and I'll sit down and I'll look at it and I'll be like, okay, what do I think? What do I think it'll be? And I'm always like wrong. Like, I'm always like <laughs> whether it's like 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 the order or whether it's like you know something I didn't think of or something I was like sure was going to be in there and then it wasn't. I was like, oh right, okay, that makes more sense. Like. He knows what he's doing. Yeah. You, you Rob all was thought. Like, he... Rob was like 2001 headliner in the bedroom. Now what <laughs> other five, five movies are we? Yeah. I had guessed 1939. <laughs> I thought Mr. Smith goes to Washington. Uh, goodbye, Mr. Chips. Wizard of Oz. Stagecoach. And Gone with the Wind. John, if you want, we can just watch those movies one weekend. <laughs> I would like you to picture in your head an F this movie fest with Gone with the Wind. Oh, I'm picturing. Yeah, it has to be the first movie. And this this would take place the second. Night. It would kill people. People yeah. would die. Yeah. Would I just want those people. goodie bags from you guys. Yeah. Well, did anyone have cocktail on the list for 1988? Yes, right? No? Okay. No, because Patrick doesn't like it. I know, I'm just yeah. kidding. <laughs> I'm just kidding. But you, we could tweet during cocktail. Although I for sure, when I saw Willow, I was like, oh, that's the, that's for Robin. That's there for Robin. Aww. <laughs> Aww. I would love to see an alternate version of like when, when Patrick is brainstorming and thinking of his lineup for whatever year. I would love like as a B-side, like, <laughs> what would the Erica lineup be for that year? Yeah. <laughs> It would be like, one in 15 movies. I would pay. <laughs> I would pay money for that. Both lineups are happening at the exact that, same time. Yeah. You have people choose <laughs> they want to. Yeah. Oh, no. But then you have to choose. That's. Oh, that would hurt. Uh, well, Erica, we just for cocktail would be hippie, hippie shakes. <laughs> oh. Patrick puts Erica in time. charge of it one year and, and she just has a breakdown and by, after like two weeks of deliberation, she just, just watch whatever you want. Whatever makes you happy, watch. <laughs> whatever makes you happy. Here are all my favorites and then add your favorites and we'll yeah. keep adding favorites. I appreciate that somebody heard me talking about the Roger Ebert 1988 best of list and then they tweeted it out, which I was like, thank you. It, you, you listened and proof because Ebert's list is just like, here are 10, my 10 favorite movies from the year. Now here are 10 more. Here are 10 more. <laughs> here are other great things in 1988 movie. I mean, it just kept going and it's going and going and going and going and going. And I loved it. <laughs> I've been watching a lot of old like Cisco and Ebert episodes from 1988 on YouTube. And it's so funny seeing them being like, 
Die Hard sucks. Beetlejuice sucks. But that short circuit, too, that's a cute little robot there. So it's, like, <laughs> it's like, what is happening? Oh, uh, you know, they weren't perfect. No, but it's still but so it's fun. Like, even again, that they were like, you know, these arbiters of taste and everything. But like, they've got crazy opinions sometimes. Right. <laughs> they always like, said something man. worth hearing, though, you know, like, even yeah. if I disagreed with their overall. Erica, there are, there are some years where Ebert also just had 10. Yeah. <laughs> Don't tell me about those years. No. Sometimes he had 10 also. <laughs> um, well, I guess we could probably start wrapping up because we've been talking for a while and it's after midnight here in Chicago and after it's after midnight. one by Robin and Eric. Uh, and Rob so uh, we should start wrapping up but first just thank you all uh, for everything you guys did for 1988 week it was amazing to read all of your pieces and uh, to reflect on all these movies with all you guys thank you so much for today thank you for the last 10 years of F This Movie Fest thank you thank you thank you to each and every one of you for being so amazing Uh, I really appreciate it and the site couldn't exist without you guys so thank you and thank you erica for always being by my side and supporting me and being the best the last 10 years and the last 20 years it's a long time we've been together (laughs) um but thank you guys and thank you everyone who participated in f this movie fest whether it was for one movie or all six if you had to tap out for one or two or whatever, we don't get it. We've made that clear, but uh, you know, you <laughs> we <do> understand. You. <laughs> yeah. um, thank you guys very much. This was a really fun fest and a really great way to celebrate 10 years of F this movie fest. Um, I, w- I wish I could go through and just give shout outs to every single person who tweeted with us today. But there's not. so many of you yeah. and it's just <laughs> awesome. <laughs> Erica, read I'll... your top 10 tweets. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Number if I... 15. <laughs> <laughs> go everybody go to Twitter though there's and and just what? Oh there's a cat on Rosalie. <laughs> yeah. Rosalie's cat just hopped on her back and is now oh. a part of this Zoom recording. Oh my gosh. I wish I could say everybody's names. We love you guys so much. I will just keep tweeting and retweeting and liking. And oh, somebody screenshotted something about, oh, trending at this movie fest. Look at that. Woohoo. Yeah. Woo. Good job, us. Yay. There were a lot of heartfelt sort of uh, uh, odes to the fest, especially given the pandemic this year. That yeah. was a lot of people talking about sort of needing it especially badly this year. And I think we can all we can all sympathize with that. Absolutely. Yep. I agree. Thank you for running it and choosing great movies and getting us all together. Having the idea. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It started just as a way to celebrate a hundred episodes and now we're almost at six hundred and it's been ten years and uh it's been going and it's gonna keep going. So thank you guys very much. Uh thank you, thank you, thank you. Hashtag F this movie fest. Yay. We'll see you next week. Bye, everybody. Bye, guys. Love you. Bye, Bye, guys. Love you, guys. Have a good night. All of you tweeting. Love you very much.
Thanks for listening to FS Movie.